In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Christ is in our midst. He was, and is, and ever shall be. On this particular Sunday, the Church commemorates the Holy Fathers of the Fourth Ecumenical Council in Chalcedon, and through them, they commemorate all the Church Fathers and those who protected the Holy Body of Christ, the Holy Church, against the harm the spiritual harm that comes from heresy and from lies. So this is why we commemorate these these Holy Fathers today. Uh, This morning, I would like to focus more on the epistle. Uh, The gospel speaks for itself. We are to be the light of the world. We are to be like salt that gives, that that our preaching has flavor, that it is attractive and, and gives sustenance and gives nutrition and gives inspiration to all those around you. Now, this particular gospel here today is given because heresy covers that light. When he talks about the bushel, Jesus is talking about, yes, being shy and being hesitant and when going out of preaching, like he's saying that to, to go and to preach without any kind of hesitation and, and to preach boldly, but also he's teaching to make sure that no darkness covers the light of the truth of the gospel. Now back to the epistle. It's from the epistle of uh, St. Paul to St. Titus. St. Titus was the Paul's appointed overseer or bishop of Crete, the island of Crete. Um, and when I say the following things about the island of Crete, know that I am Cretan, my family's from Crete, so when Paul, St. Paul says, he gives this warning to Titus, beware of the Cretans because they are all liars. Know that I don't take it personally, but I take it to mean that St. Paul is saying to Titus, the Cretans are a tough people. They are an island people. And throughout history, even to today, the, the Cretans are known for being very tough, stubborn people. And these are the people that St. Paul over, uh, appointed to be overseers. So St. Paul is teaching St. Titus how to have a successful community, how to keep the community together, how to handle conflict when conflict inevitably comes, because conflict is inevitable among any community, and there's a right way of managing it, and there is a wrong way of managing it. There's a time to show extreme patience, and there's a time to show extreme firmness. So St. Paul is teaching St. Titus, know when and how to act. Now St. Paul uh, knew the people of Crete, and he knew that there was a chance of what we would call today polarization. Have you heard that name recently? We heard that word recently? polarization. So St. Paul is impressing on Titus that this is the enemy of the church, that there needs to be good church housekeeping practices and good church housekeeping um, behavior in order to maintain one church and one theology, a theology that saves. So St. Paul in the preceding chapters of this, uh, of what we read today, Uh, He says to, for example, ordain sound men to be the elders, the presbyters, what we would call priests. He says, beware of false teachers, 
don't ordain these men. He teaches the old men and the old women and the young men and the young women how to, how to treat each other and how to behave. Mostly they are to be sober, not just in the, in the alcohol kind of sober, but it's sober in their thoughts and sober in their prayers and sober in their actions to be serious about their faith. But he most especially, he says, he wants to make sure that, the, the, he te- that Titus teaches the church to set a pattern of good works and to be incorruptible in doctrine. St. John Christum said, uh, uh, paraphrasing St. Paul, he said, proper behavior supports sound doctrine. And sound doctrine supports proper behavior. Proper behavior supports sound doctrine. One cannot preach the gospel, in other, hand, in, in other words, and be a hypocrite, hypocrite. One cannot preach peace in public, and, but be an unpeaceful and violent person in private. And then he says, sound doctrine supports proper behavior. If we truly believe in God and the gospel, our good works will flow. Proper behavior will become natural in men and women who are living to repent, who desire to know the true God, and are desired that good works come from this relationship and communion that you have with God. They don't do good works only to score good points so they can somehow earn their salvation. Other advice that St. Paul gives. He says, be subject to rulers and authorities. Can you imagine St. Paul saying that today? Be subject to rulers and authorities. Christians are meant to sow peace in their community by their repentance and by their peace and by their cooperation even with the government. All through the history of the church, from beginning with St. Paul, Christians were told, St. Paul even threatened sanctions for those who tried to create insurrections, political insurrections. We are a a people that is looking forward to live in another heavenly kingdom. That's why you may wonder, why do we have in our liturgy, in every service, we pray for the president. We pray for civil authorities. This comes directly from what St. Paul taught the, the Christians to do to be good citizens, to be good examples, to not be a trouble to, their, um, to, the, to the community around them so that they may be like honey that attracts people to the Orthodox faith. Then he says also, speak no evil of, of anyone, be patient as God is patient with you. And then he comes to what we have here today in this gospel. And St. Paul, just as a reminder, says, Titus, my son, I desire you insist on these things so that those who believed in God may be careful to apply themselves to good deeds. These are excellent and profitable to men. Then he says, but avoid stupid controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels over the law. These were particular hot items among the people then, these genealogies looking into who is whose father, who is a true preacher, who is a true prophet, who is a false prophet, and they would argue about whose father was who. 
And then, of course, there are dissensions and, and quarrels over the law. He said, avoid these things, for they are unprofitable and futile. Why are they to be avoided? Because they are unsolvable. They are unfruitful, and therefore they are useless and will only divide the church. As much as we possibly can in any Christian community, we want to be at peace with each other. If we have a disagreement, we do it in a Christian way. We discuss it as a community. We bring um, any kind of disputes we have to the overseer, to the bishop. St. Paul says if there's any dissensions, they are to come to you, St. Titus. They aren't to take care of business amongst themselves behind the woodshed. They are to come and bring these things to the, to the bishop. So the bishop, who is accountable to the holy tradition and to the teachings of the church, will choose for the, the best thing, for the salvation of the people, and to keep the community together, and, to, and also to preach sound, true doctrine. So St. Paul um, says that, he's, now, he's usually very patient, and he's very understanding and hospitable to many, many kinds of people, and many, many kinds of behaviors even. But with heretics... St. Paul says, two strikes and you're out. Not even three. He says, you warn them once, you warn them out twice, and then you send the, peop- these, the heretics outside of the community because they're going to taint the whole flock and their dissensions and their disagreements and their argumentativeness is going to spread among the community and this community is not going to be able, no one's going to be able to save, be saved and brought to the true Christ by this dissension. So St. Paul teaches Titus, recognize warped teaching when you see it and, I, and, and tell the, the heretic, by the word, the word heretic, just as a review, means someone who chooses his own way, someone who, based on his own individual opinions, says this is the right thing, and then when he's told that it's wrong, he keeps going on and trying to teach his own opinions among, any, among the church. In the Orthodox Church, the, the priest's opinion, when it comes to theological things, means nothing. I don't, I'm not up here, hopefully, preaching my opinion. But hopefully, I am preaching what I'm accountable to, to the teachings of the church, the holy traditions. I'm accountable to the body of Christ. I'm accountable to what my bishop, who also is accountable to the holy traditions, teaches me. When I preach here, hopefully I'm never giving my opinion. Presiteta is the one who hears all my opinions when we're at home, but not you. Recognize this warped teaching, uh, St. Paul says to Titus, and when you recognize that a person is teaching falsehood, tell them once, tell them twice to stop it, and then he says to drive them out of the community. St. John Chrysostom says to, to try and argue with a heretic is to like trying to sow a seed on a rock because it's labor without purpose. St. John Christum said, spend, pre- spend your precious time teaching and discussing and learning the true faith so that you can teach the people the same, God's truth. And God's truth that is what's going to save us. You will never persuade a contentious person 
You will, you will never satisfy the desires of a contentious person, so don't even try. Now how do we, ha- now how do we apply this to our polarized world that we have today? I heard one wise person say recently, I don't remember who said it, but he said the best way to handle living in a polarized society is to not engage at all, to not play at all. When someone's trying to bring you into some kind of argument, don't even play. Don't, don't keep watching these things over and over on the news. Don't go out and, uh, and uh, try and convince everybody in the world that they're wrong and you're right. He said, the number one thing to do is to work on your own soul. The way to handle polarization is to work on your soul and to repent. Now, St. John Chrysostom says something very similar. He says, he, he says here, what I hope I wrote it down. He says, I think I wrote it down here in my notes. I am drawing a blank. He said, amend the world by your good works. Amend the world by correct behavior. That is how we are going to change society by changing as individuals here in our little church, changing as a community, and then by our faith and love in the true God and our true desire for real communion with God, the good works and the good works and, and the truth will come out naturally and it will, be, it will convert, convert some people without even, without even saying one word of argument or logic or anything. So peace is what we are searching for. In order, the way to fight polarization is to aim for peace in our hearts and in our minds and in our souls. And then we can live as one body, one member of the body of Christ, searching for salvation so we may be with our Lord in the kingdom of heaven.